morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot Podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Curving, a.k.a. Scheming A. Smith, a.k.a. Flirt Nowitzki. Oh, what, what? I'm not allowed to be Scheming A. Smith no more? That's fine. Unless you, you know, I'm not even going to interrupt your intro. Go ahead. <laughs> After you already interrupted my intro. I didn't uh, say shit. You, again, videographers in 2020. Um, <laughs> Kyrie Curving, Flirt Nowitzki. Um, welcome to another episode of a Shoot Your Shot Podcast. To my left is my boisterous, as always, co-host. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Ali Nicole, a.k.a. your favorite little shit talker, a.k.a. that not-so-ball-headed badass. You got, got some curls coming in. You know, I'm growing it out a little bit, mm-hmm. AKA, a.k.a. the patron saint of skanks. <laughs> Do they need a patron saint? The sultan of situationships, which we'll, talk, we'll touch on later. And the professor, Vanessa, and of course, that little baby who just won't listen. Yet. And we'll touch on that later. Absolutely. Bryn. What's up? It's been a long three weeks. How was your holiday break? It has been. We've been on break. We missed y'all niggas, actually. Um, This is therapy for me. Actually. Um, Sometimes you need to take a break, and we needed a break. We we needed a break. Um, you know, burning the candle on both ends. Um, I celebrate. I officially celebrated the birthday. Okay. Um, what'd you do? Um, that Sunday of my actual birthday, uh, your friends got me fucked up. I, I heard, I saw, um, just, it was, it was like magic. It was like every time I thought I was done with drinks, it was like another one appeared out of thin air. Also, we're doing brunch on Sunday. I want to go to brunch. So prepare yourself. (laughs) If I'm not in Cleveland this weekend. Which we'll touch on later. Off wax. That, yeah, that's a that's a four hour drive. You Three. Better, oh, now excuse the fuck. I um, mean, we'll touch on off wax later. You, you speeding? You speeding those? Okay, all right. Listen, seventy one doesn't end in Columbus. Okay. What? <laughs> that's crazy. Hey, shout out, shout out to all the old things I know in Louisville. <laughs> okay, but um, no. Um, yeah, your girl might be might be in Cleveland on Sunday um, through Tuesday morning. But um, if not, I... Because I, you know what it is? It's been a really long holiday season. I haven't gotten to catch up with everybody like I want to. Because they've been working you like a Hebrew slave. Man, what? But, I ain't gonna lie. Listen, my liver... Um, but I want to do brunch on Sunday. My liver is actually thankful for the break that I took. Yeah. Um, I, you know, after after my birthday, I didn't really drink like that. You know, until I caught a bitch ass sinus infection. Oh, listen, there's something going around because it's hitting everybody. Like I'm over here, um, I'm over here, not like terribly sick, but just trying to like. It's like that little itch, like it's a little, the, little in the back in, of the yeah, throat, mm, like that annoying the, little lightheadedness. The little itch in the back of the throat, and then then it turned to like a that, that dry cough that don't do shit but annoy you. And yeah, make your throat hurt. and then it, yeah. I, they replaced the windows in my apartment yesterday. Finally, I know they look so good. Like they look, so <laughs> they look good. functional. You can actually see straight through my apartment right now. So the curtains that I was holding off on buying, I'm going to cop this weekend. You should, because otherwise you're going to give niggas a peep show you live in. I actually woke up this morning and I forgot like how like how clear yeah. my windows are now. And y'all know I sleep naked. So I woke up. I was like, shit, somebody baby done seen a titty. School buses outside and shit. Well, mommy, what's that? Close your ass, huh? I'm going to get registered <laughs> as a defender. Don't, we don't want that. Out on the summer jam screen like Lizzo. I gotta fucking relax. We don't, we, we don't want that. Um, so so my uh break um was kind of tempered because it was like trying to make sure I don't get sick. Like I was because right. I was trying to make sure I didn't get sick before our live show. And so 
and, and after the live show and after everything else and and like even once I went to like my uh, doctor who's a black woman and I told her I was like she's like yeah I was like look I'm gonna keep it hundred with you like I'm doing everything but I'm gonna be drinking a lot this weekend because it was a weekend of my birthday yeah. I'm like, be drinking a lot she's like oh, you're not supposed to i was like i know i'm not supposed to but like no it's not an option in this friend group we don't respect that kind of boundary bro. even if i told you like my doctor told me that he was like and so the fuck like you you get a new liver it'll be all right, right. don't be no bitch so yeah so um as a matter of fact if i don't have psoriasis whichever one of my friend group gets it first i got you i'll go half <laughs> i got you and i i think <laughs> taking a liver from this friend group is ill-advised I think we honestly, when I become an organ donor, like I wish there was like an asterisk, like just, not some parts. the liver, <laughs> some parts, just a little bit. Um, not my your, heart or my liver, actually. How was your week? How was your break? Right? Um, I needed it. I needed it. Um, I actually got to visit my therapist a couple more times. Um, before, of course, that because I have a plan with my job, it rolls over. But there's only, it only rolls over so much, you know what I mean? Right. So I was like, well, fuck it. We'll just spend this on going to see my therapist because I wouldn't have got into my optometrist on time either. So I was like, fuck it. We'll just spend this on a couple more therapy appointments. And we did kind of like, not to be corny, but like an end of the year review. Like, so she took her notes from, again, going to see a black woman, right? She took her notes from the beginning, our first session of what this past year to our session now. And... You know, just kind of went over where where I was at mentally, where I'm at now. And the one thing that I have to say is that my coping mechanisms have gotten a lot better. You don't, you don't, when growth is. Like my, because for me, I'm very impulsive. So when I feel wrongs, I'm ready to snap. I'm ready to go off right, right now. What? That's crazy. Right, right now. That's crazy. Not now, but right now. Who would have thunk? Shut up. With your ass. I can't help it. Yes, you can. Exactly. Clearly, I can. (laughs) Because our first note was that, Alex, you don't let a a feeling in the moment create decisions for you. Like, even if you're learning, even if you know that you need to reach out to your friends, even if you know you need to reach out to a resource and say, hey, help me process this real quick to make sure I'm not fucking tripping before I decide to go trip. And lately, the decisions that I've been making have been paying off from that. Like, for, for instance, I hit the group chat about something that was like, bro, Tell me I'm not fucking crazy. And y'all niggas confirmed that for the first time in a while, I had every right to proceed with said course of action. It's just about how you do it and moving it with tact and making sure that, you know what I'm saying? You stay in, you keep yourself intact, keep your integrity intact. Yeah, don't let temporary emotions make permanent decisions. And uh, I think one thing um, that we need to learn is at our big ages, and I'm speaking to everyone who's listening to this who's over the age of 25. Right. At our big ages, Oh, that's just how I am is not, not acceptable. Excuse. It's not. No, that's a, a it's a personality trait that you could fix. Like you, I feel like if, if you know that this is something a flaw of yours and, and you make no attempts at not saying that it's just gonna be fixed. But you don't even but, like try to rectify this. You don't even try to like I don't like excuses. You know, oh, that's just how I am. Well, I don't, I really don't be better. I, I have a hard time accepting this is just who I am. Honestly, this is just who I am type people I don't even deal with. No, be better. Like because do, do you better. have the capacity of being a better person and you deliberately choose not to. It's like it's like when you remember when you was in school and so you knew if at you like study hard and like didn't go out that night. You know, high school, college, whatever. Yeah. You can get this A. But you was like, eh, I'm going to go out 
and I'm just gonna get this B, B minus C, and be so high. it lets me know that you're capable of being better. You don't want to exactly like it's like it's like not turning in homework on time. It's done. You just don't want to. F- uh, speaking of fucking which, your nephew <laughs> was literally a grade away from having straight A's, but he would not turn in his fucking homework on time. Ah, uh, damn, 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 damn! I gotta talk to him literally, little literally. Straight A's, one B. And I got, nah, I got to talk to a little thing. And it was a high B, too. It was, like, right there. And you know, it was just like, he, he, he give, all right, all right, yeah. It pissed me off so bad. Nah, yeah, we got to talk to, we got to talk to young Because thing. it's not, it's not a learning thing, it's lazy. You're, you can't be that close to the A in, and not go get it. In fairness, though, I also was a lazy-ass student in, like, middle school no, and high school. No, It's too early in the game to be this lazy. True, you got to save, you got to save a lazy Bro, just you're in to the like... fourth grade. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't you lazy. You gotta the save the lazy points from when it counts. I wasn't say I wasn't lazy in the fourth grade. My laziness came in like eighth. I'm gonna be honest with you. And it's not like but here's the thing. I treat Braylon like a miniature adult. Just less responsibility. Because he is. That's but if boy, he tells the boy, me the boy grown. Right. Shit. So if he tells me, mommy, I'm tired. Because there's some mornings where he wakes up and I'm just like, Mommy, I am tired. I'm just tired. You need a mental health day. You need a moment. So we take a mental health day. And we literally, like, as a matter of fact, like, sometime in February, he's got another one coming up. He don't even know it. We're both going to take a day off of work. And it's going to be like, okay, mental health day. We're going to do something that is completely mindless. Go get our, we always go get a pedicure once a month together. Like, we're going to go do something that's completely not work-related. We're going to go have fun, enjoy, relax, and get right back to it. And I'm going to pick a random day, like a Wednesday. You know what I mean? Like, not an extended weekend, just some, a break in the middle of the week so we can yeah. refocus. It's important. As a matter of fact, um, I'm taking Braylon to therapy with me at some point this year. Um, not because I think there's something necessarily wrong, right? It's preventative. Yeah, not even that. I want him to understand that. It's okay to go to therapy. It's okay. To, and I don't have to be your only safe space. Right. You know what I mean? Because there's time where you won't be available to be able to do that. Not even that. I, I am your, I'm a great... Our parents are our greatest influence. They're not our only. And there may be some shit that, honestly, I don't understand. I am a very extroverted person raising an introverted child. Man, I caught my mom in a lot the other day. I was stuck. Stuck? Because it was like, because <laughs> I, like, so I, I went Wait, home. Wait, the deacon? You I caught the her, deacon in a lot? No, I, and it, it <laughs> fucked me up. So it was like, um, I'm upstairs because it was like. I ain't feel like I, I guess I, I went to sleep. I ain't feel like taking the trash out right then and there. I'm like, I'm gonna take this nap. It's I'm off. Like, I'll right. Get, and so she don't know I'm up. So she's downstairs, and like I hear her call me lazy. <laughs> like my, or my my lazy my lazy son, son they want to get to water or something like that. And I heard her, and I was like, lazy. So, and so then I come downstairs and basil. <laughs> Fucking black China. Um, but then, so then I come downstairs later and we're eating like some chicken wings or something. And I mentioned like, yo, I heard you call me that. She just <laughs> flat out denied it. It was like, no. You gonna believe me and your lying ears. I was, I'm, I am puzzled. Cause I'm like, no, I heard it. Like I heard it directly. She's like, I am may, weak. She's like, you may have heard it like, you know, like out, out, of, out of out of I'm like, no, I heard that shit. What's I think up? I found the love of my life. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. So, I'm not gonna believe you until your eggs are cracked, till your name Red is dropped. dropped. <laughs> Listen, I'm not, cause I'm not doing this with you. And if you notice on the timeline, no one else is doing this with Nobody you. Nobody believes me. Have you met you? Have you met you? So we're trying not to bring up old shit in 2020. So don't make me pull out receipts. Yeah, 2019 was a doozy. Um, as a matter of fact, friend, real quick, quick segue, right? 
These segues are never quick. One sure. of my best friends celebrated my birthday with me last year when we all were at Trap Karaoke. Right, right, right. Now, if y'all remember around April, what my situation was around. Oh April. no! Every time I every time I see like them sponsored posts, and I and I see you on the summer jam screen in the sponsored post. Jesus, fucking Christ! I, I laugh. Because I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> so today I'm minding my black ass business. I mean, literally in the heat of work. And one of my best friends sends me a video that her, my twin, her, me, her, and my twin sister took at, um, at this event at, at Trap Karaoke. And you was being a head ass. Shorty was standing right behind me. Yeah, he was the entire night again, which was the entire reason we was able to like clear his name on other shit because it's like y'all were inseparable the entire night. The entire night. And listen, I was just like, bruh. Y'all, y'all argue, y'all, listen, y'all was, everyone was so drunk that night, but y'all literally argued me down because Jay didn't want to like go around to the other side of a car and literally, well, we picked you up in the rain, didn't want to go to the other side of a car. And then when, when she stormed out of a vehicle afterwards and we immediately ran after her, you argued us again. Like, so you're not just going to let her walk by herself? I'm like, fam, she stormed out of a car. What but, do you want from me? And she's gotten better. <laughs> but, but I'm just saying, like, that, that's the type of time. Oh, we were drunk. We were drunk, drunk. We were so drunk. I remember getting a piggyback ride to the car. That night, that entire weekend was a complete blur. But I was just like, why do y'all insist on triggering me? And then the sponsor post don't make it no better because it was a great shot, right? Because mm-hmm. I know which one you're talking about because yeah. I saw it. It's like in the motion and shit, like with I the know. light. And it's, Shorty yeah. was looking at me. My mouth was open. I was having a great time. Like <laughs> Stupid. Uh, and it's, what's crazy is that I can't even DM Trap Karaoke and ask them to take this down. They're going to laugh. <laughs> if they even check their DMs. Listen. It, it, you got to charge that to the game. You got to charge that to the game. Truth is, I'm tired. Options are few. And I'm I, all stressed out. I, Ain't got nothing know, to do. You know, I don't know what to do. It's just, <laughs> You'll be all right. Rub it in your chest. When this, the swelling going to go down. Rub it in your and chest. you know what? It's still a sore spot. I'm not going to lie. I'm still pissed. Still very pissed. We ain't got to talk about it. We won't. <laughs> all we right, spent well, too much energy on it as is. What's on What's on the docket? What's up? Um. Are you, are you about to trigger me? I feel it. Are you ready to get into? We want to put this week in rice, huh? Put yeah, put, put yeah. the co- past couple weeks. Put, put the oh, started. you gonna lose? I so, so you're about to trigger me. All right, cool. They All just right. gonna lose. Listen. I don't even watch the sports, nigga. But OSU just gonna lose to Clemson. So, so um, I'm gonna mind my business though. And the, yo, shout out to Santana. I was about to say fuck Santana. <laughs> uh. Shout out to Santana. Um, Santana, hey Santana, lucky that he my nigga for real, because like. Any, if we didn't have that level of relationship, that nigga would have got blocked. Because he said he wanted to come on the show and talk about it, oh, and no, I no, lost no. it. Absolutely not. Fuck out of here. Especially because, like, nigga, we was playing, we was playing y'all in the refs. Fuck out of here. No. <sighs> well, okay, so explain this law. You know what? Don't have to explain the laws. Explain the significance of the laws. So, Ohio State is one of the three best teams in the country this year. Arguably, clearly. No, not even arguably. Like, it's, like they are one of three teams with no losses in the regular season. So okay. It's a clear divide between the Them three niggas t- and us. Three, and everybody else. Got it. Clemson is also one of the other niggas who don't have a loss. So it's like, okay, think, because I, I try to put this in non-sports terms so you can understand it. Okay. 
think, remember when Whitney and Mariah had the sing-off? Oh, yeah. That type Somebody of called that shit a diva cup, and I lost it. <laughs> but that type, that, type of, that type of level of time was like two people at the height of their powers. Like, except it's, it's not even like a joking, joking, like, we're still going to kiki at him, but they're like, no, nigga, like, you have something I want. Right. So, college football has a playoff. It's four teams. Okay. I told you there's three teams that are better than everybody else, and then a huge-ass gap. So, think Beyonce, Kelly, Michelle, and then a huge gap to, like, I don't know, 3LW. Okay. All right? That, that type you of— You can't even hate from outside the club. That type. But in a college football player for four teams, one of those other teams got to kind of get in. Cause it's, got it. So, LSU is the other team that's, like, the top three teams. They got Oklahoma, which is a very easy matchup. So, okay, think it, think in record sales, it's like Beyonce going against um fucking Adele. Um, no, no, Beyonce and Adele is Ohio State, Clemson, and Ellis and LSU is like Rihanna going against Azalea Banks. Ah, uh, okay. So got it's it. like one person has a clearly an easier matchup than the other two. Got it. So. You get into this matchup, right? It's like pack and forth, heads up. Ohio State jumps out to a lead. But then, okay, in Beyonce versus Adele, this is where, like, the people who run the Grammys start doing fuck shit. Oh, got it. Where it's like one of our best players got thrown out of the game for a hit that wasn't that bad. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, like, really, nigga? Like, you're going to throw him out over that shit? Got it. Another play where we scored a touchdown got overturned and it shouldn't have got overturned for real for real it was like one of those like so y'all were playing the refs for real yeah it was and, and mind you clemson is already really good just like adele's already really good she don't need no help help <laughs> but she got it it's like it's like adele with a streaming farm behind her versus beyonce a surprise release randomly you feel me like got it and so because of that it was still close until the end and then uh, a miscommunication between quarterback and receiver end up in interception. So, like, it's still close to the end, but then, like, instead of Beyonce dropping formation, she drops, like, something off of I Am Sasha Fierce. Oh. Yeah. So it's like... That's egregious. Exactly. Like, egregious to the point where it's like, baby, why you pick this one? You could have done other... Why? That sort of thing. Got it. So So we fucked up. Yeah, and I was hurt. Hurt, hurt. No, like, I think you cried in the car. Nigga, I listen. People were in town. It was a weekend before New Year's Eve, and I was like, "I want to see you." And I was like, "Yeah, you'll see me if the, if they win. They ain't win. Ain't no one see me." So you was in the house. It was in the house. You tucked because of this game. Absolutely. Oh, because I know myself. If and if I was outside in the mood I was in, I would have fought somebody. I would have absolutely fought somebody. And I, and it wouldn't have been very far. I would just been like, mm, I don't feel like dealing with you, nigga. Someone would have bumped me because you know how it is. It's, mm-hmm. Going out, someone would have bumped me, someone would have stepped on my shit, someone would have, like... You'd have had an attitude. Yeah. And because I know me, whenever I have an attitude, I stay home. Right. Because I'm not going to share my attitude with other people. Because Fair. I hate when people do that. Fair. To me. So I stayed the fuck home. So, got it. I'm sorry, babe. Next year? Next year. N- next year, we'll see. Um, We're returning a lot of good players. Um. So the new kids who are coming in and look really good. So think Chloe and Haley and, and Blue oh, Ivy coming yay. coming up. 
coming up. Speaking in a- of which, happy birthday, Blue Ivy. Blue Ivy's a Capricorn. We win. Okay. The one good thing about y'all. LeBron James, me, Blue Ivy. You said me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Whew. All right. Speaking, all right. Speaking of egregious, we just got a breaking story from right out of a student from Indonesia. I'm not going to say his name because I'm not going to glorify you. Um, has been jailed for life with a minimum term of 30 years for committing 136 rapes in Manchester. And so what I sent you, so the guys, man, the guys, part, so it's 136 rapes and over, the, he's like Britain's most prolific rapist. Sorry, we're going to add a trigger warning. Uh, we'll timestamp. Mm-hmm. He's, but the reason why, because I actually read the thread, because I was like, how the fuck he get away for so long? The reason why it was because he was drugging and raping heterosexual men. So, and so, like, at least in a lot of them, if not all of them, he was drugging and raping heterosexual men. So that goes into a conversation of, like, the guilt that comes, you know what I'm saying? Comes, yeah. You know, comes with that, like, we know that, like, heterosexual men being sexually assaulted gets reported at the lowest numbers because it's like, damn, like, right. how, how, the, fuck, how the fuck did that happen to you? Um, and there's a, I think there's a conversation that has us like, okay, how many people actually did report this? Like, again, not only is the guilt of like being a cis heterosexual man and being raped, and that to, you know, but then it's like you are drugged, so you don't even know what the fuck happened. If something happened, well, you know something happened. But your body feels, but you're like, you well, know what your body feels like after intercourse. But, but but your body feels different. But you're like, I don't remember shit. Right. Like all of those things, and it just it got me thinking because it was like, um. I remember, uh, shit. I got like molested by like my baby sister, my babysitter. Um, and I ain't know that it was molestation until like way after the fact. Right. So it was like, I am shit. How old am I? How old am I? Twenty eight. I'm twenty eight. I'm twenty eight now. So this happened like, I I might have been low key shit. I might have been kiddo's age. Oh, see. Ooh. And so I might have I might have been kiddo's age, maybe a year older, because I I don't think I was even. I, I wasn't even in middle school yet. Mm-mm. So, but you don't know. You don't know any better because it's like, this person, it's like my babysitter, my babysitter's, like, she has kids of her own. It's like one of her oldest daughters. Oldest daughters in, like, high school. So, and it's like, the way they phrase it is like, it's our little secret, like, and you don't even know, like, she's giving me right. medicine, like, sneaking kisses, and I'm like, I ain't, like, you don't even know that this is fucked up until you have to, like, think on it with, 2016, 17, 18. Right. Years of experience You know what I'm saying? Because like, you don't know. It's like, that'd be just like, okay, this is. Yeah. I, and I hate the fact that, and a, a lot of young men. A lot of, a lot of young men. Their lot, first for, sexual encounter. Is abuse. Is abuse. It's assault. It's assault by and the you know definition what? of it. And you don't know it because. We, I am so sorry. And a lot of it is conditioning because it's like, oh shit, she was bagging you. You at 11, 12, 13 years old was not bagging 18 year olds. It was that she she took advantage of you, my guy. And I'm sorry. And so and I hate the fact that what I really do hate is that there's the safe spaces that we talk about a lot of times and you can we can criticize the system, right? But it kinda at this point, I hate to say it is what it is, but it's what we have available, right? That a lot of times the safe spaces that black men find themselves in in order to talk about this is in the comfort of women who have already had these experiences that have already been able to process it because of the safe spaces that black women and built around sexual assault and trauma. So I want black men to have their own space to talk to other black men 
we have to figure out how that works and, and what it looks like. And right? also, so a couple things. A couple things. So, A, if we build a system or had a system in place that, like, treated straight male sexuality differently. Right. Where it's like, if I admit some I got molested or, you know, if any of the victims from this guy in Britain, like, had felt like they had the support to be able to, like, go through with 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 coming forward, right. maybe he doesn't get to 130. You know what I mean? Because that's a number. You don't get to, like, 136. Yeah. If, people, if people felt comfortable. Talking about black male sexuality. But also, I think sometimes when we talk about, when we tell black men, cis heterosexual black men, get a therapist or like, we want you to become more vulnerable, this, that, and the third. And then we use social media because that's generally what most people use and we'll touch on that, that later. That later, yeah. To kind of like express our, you know, being vulnerable in any way, whether it's, yeah, this happened to me or, yeah, like I'm feeling something. And not everyone, and I have to stress not every body, but a lot of people immediately like clown, bash, make fun of, oh, you being soft, oh, get a therapist, oh, this and the third. Like, nigga, I just wanted to vent about something that's going on with me. Or like, I just wanted to kind of share an experience that I had that fucked me up a little bit. And instead of like, because of the patriarchy and because of how we feel, how a lot of people feel about the straight males influence on a patriarchy we we become the same people that we don't like because we right. don't we because of that because of our internal feelings on like and i the, 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 the wrongs that so we internalize hate have, yeah and, so we, and, and then we project it exactly and i i'm sorry i'm sorry for a lot of reasons and I, I don't think because I, I know I haven't shared that publicly, and I I don't think I've even shared that privately with a lot of people because it's like I don't know how to fuck the I ain't know how to process that for a while because it's like what like look at therapy you know what I'm saying and like and this is and the my definition of therapy is like I don't therapy has got me to a place where I don't necessarily need a therapist right now because I'm able I'm able to learn enough from what I took from my therapy sessions mm-hmm. to be able to do the work on my own. There but, are moments that I find myself where I'm like, bitch. I don't, every time I pick up the phone, I don't want to say that I'm in a crisis or I'm mentally zoned out or I don't know how to process this. I don't, I'm glad that with therapy, I've needed less sessions, if that makes sense. I used to go to my therapist like twice, like literally like maybe when I first started going, it was twice a week, which got expensive quick. But then I was going, now I maybe see my therapist once a month, which is great. because and, and I write a list of things that have happened in that month. And I typically try to go at the end of the month. Um, so I can, get a yeah, so I can be up, like, yeah. like, what the fuck is, I, this is what, like a major event that happened that week or something noteworthy. And then we take it and I'm able to process it. Right. And then typically those sessions are longer, but like, it's just, I'm glad that a, thank you for sharing and B. And like, and what, what fucked me up more than anything else was like realizing that my story was common. Yeah. Where it was like, damn, like this happened. To, to y'all too like damn like and we and then like and the fact that you know what it boggles me the amount of black men that have been abused in, in the way that you have still have contact with their abuser they still like because it's not a stranger it's typically a family friend or extended relative and are still like not necessarily a part of their daily lives but at a family function you'll see this person 
You know what I'm saying? Small, especially if you have come from a smaller town, you run into this person at the grocery store. And because of how much we don't talk about black male sexuality, we don't talk about black male sexual trauma like we're supposed to. Is if you were to mention it, not you specifically, but when black men mention this kind of pain and trauma, Man, we don't believe this shit. You don't believe it. We, do, we either don't believe it, or you get gaslit. Or it's like, damn, bro, why you complaining? You got some pussy. Damn, and, and she was older than you, bro. Why you won? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and you weren't, and you weren't. And to be honest with you, I, as somebody who's raising a child that's in that vulnerable age, people wonder why Braylon don't go nowhere. Because listen, because his mama crazy. He don't fucking go nowhere. He don't go no. When I say kiddo don't go no fucking where, he don't go nowhere. Nowhere. Where is he going? Right here. I can literally say that if the, there is a, I can count on one hand minus three fingers how many houses kiddo is allowed to just spend a night at. I don't play that shit. How many, and, it, and it's fewer than that, how many houses kiddo is just able to just be at. Your friends can come over here. I ain't on that. No. Wonder why? Because I would do 100 years. Yeah. Um. Prayers to, uh, to prayers to the victims of 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 that man. Prayers to everyone who's exp- who's experienced something similar and like maybe just now realize that like maybe that's not okay. So, um, uh, you know, real quick, I'm gonna touch on it and we'll get into details probably another episode. But your president then started World War Three. Well, he hasn't yet. But so to to kind of give a layman's, <laughs> you had to clear that up real quick before we get sued. I feel he you. hasn't yet. But to give to give layman's terms, right? Um, cause, cause we got a lot and we ain't have enough, enough time to get into everything we thought we was going to get into. Long story short, so he authorized like an assassination attempt, assassination of like a really high up Iran leader. So comparatively speaking, it'd be like if somebody like took out like our like vice president or our like secretary of like defense, it'd be like, it'd be like someone like pulled up. Let the chopper ring on like Joe Biden when he was Barack Obama's vice president. Right, shit. like it would be a major fucking deal. Is and it's and, and it's a, it's like a declaration of like it's it's like yo what's up nigga what's good. So, and the, the the propaganda of it is like oh he's a terrorist he was doing bad things the people in Iran hated him, but they just had the largest like demonstration for a funeral for like a general literally. Ever. 40 people got trampled and died At after funeral. that funeral. And this is the first time in like a long while, if not ever, but they have like had their flag like half mass, like red, yes. where it's like, yo, like, like, because it's a symbol for martyrdom. We fucked up. And so it's basically like some, like, was like Trump was like, what's good, nigga? What's up? And Iran was like, oh, where? But sorry, take off the earrings, mm-hmm. hold my watch. Was good, so we'll have more details on it as it comes. Hey, Iran, Iran, what the address is sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Boulevard, <laughs> my nigga. Just that location, just that location. And also, they put a, they put so the, the wild thing about everything else is like they put the Iran, the Iranian government or somebody put an eighty million dollar bounty on Donald Trump's head. Y'all got cash up. And the wild thing about it is we're such in a, a bad state of U.S. politics that we just was like, damn, that's crazy. And just kept it pushing. <laughs> Mind you, if any, of a, if any other president was like, yo, there's an $80 million bounty on my head, we would flip the fuck out. For Donald Trump, it feels like, oh, that's a normal Tuesday. Like, it's, it's, it's wild how in such a short amount of time, he is completely, like, 
just trampled over everything we thought was normal. We are such a joke right now. And it's painful. And speaking of jokes, um, that was a hey, that was that a was a time that, on the timeline. Listen, if we talk about classic Twitter, we talk about like top five moments. <laughs> that was top five moments on Twitter was World War Three tweets. That Woo! that and then because what helped it too was remember when uh, Yahoo had the the, the nigga navy the nigga navy uh, typo. So we already have the context from the nigga navy <laughs> to add to the World War Three tweets, and it just shows that like. Our collective coping mechanism for, for is laughter. Is laughter like we will laugh to keep from crying? We will put the Jordan face on the Earth if there's <laughs> an asteroid coming. Us, we got to kill us all. It's like between the, between the apocalypse. Hey, who all still alive? Who all still who all over there? Who all over there? Y'all got snacks? <laughs> Y'all got zombies? I'm cool. I'm straight. I'm I'm, I'm fuck with you. Like I'm a fuck with you. Just just how we and 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 some of it. And we don't want to be disrespectful. Ain't nobody going to send the you up text during the apocalypse. I am weak. Like, hey, you still alive? <laughs> Come through. Like, Oh, no, you thought the tweet, you thought the thing, the holiday text was going to be toxic? Wait till the apocalypse. I mean, like, shit, the World War Three text was toxic. Like, I want to spend my last breath with you, shawty. Like, the World War Three text was toxic. Like, damn, how do, how, how you feel? I know you're you, 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 you new niggas in the army, right? How do you feel with all that going on right now? Like, if you need anybody to, like, you know, I'm here for you. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm oh, about, nigga. I'm about to get drafted, but you was always my number one pick. I'm crying. Speaking of toxic texts, I definitely got one over the holiday break. Yes, sir. <laughs> definitely did. You know what's crazy? The nigga hit my work phone. He's blocked on everything else. He hit my work line. I mean, when you want to send a toxic text, you think you're going to let a little blockage stop you? That nigga would have that nigga would have sent you a letter if 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 if, if he could have. By fucking ravens, if he could. But um yes, but we all do we do want to before we go, we do want to make sure we pay respect to actual active military. I have two boyfriends in the military, so Ma'am. One right. is in the army reserves, the mm-hmm. another one is a marine, so they, my heart is with them. I don't like how you did that. Um, for everyone who is active, who's actively getting deployed, who's actively affected, the the um the Kappa who lost his life. Yes. Um, when when the uh, base in Kenya got attacked in like a, some sort of retaliation, we pray for you, pray for your families. We hope that um everybody who makes it home safely because because forty five dumbass want to play want to play run up get done up with the with the fucking country. Um, what's next? Um. So, you season two. So, all right, real quick. <laughs> so, if you've seen you season one, because I know we've talked about it, it's about this guy named Joe, right? And I don't know if he's a protagonist, antagonist. He, he I is. don't know if he's a good guy, but he's willing to fight for love. He's die for love. He's willing to kill for love. Um. Listen. So, so for okay, first and foremost, huge ass spoiler alerts coming. If you ain't seen you season two yet. Just fast forward about 10 minutes. All right. So you've seen you season one, right? You season one, we know that Beck is dead. He done killed the bitch, put her book out, all that shit, right? Then so, killed the bitch, finished the book, framed, framed Dr. Nikki for killing the bitch. And then, right when he thought everything was straight, the ex he thought killed, he killed, popped up like, right. what's good, nigga? So my nigga moved from New York to California. Moved to L.A., changed his name. We're now dealing with Will. And he stole that identity from a nigga he has in a cage, <laughs> currently. Currently. Now, shout out to the Will, the, the OG Will. He let him go. He let him go. He re- re- rehabilitated. 
And, and, and like, and Will OG was like, look, fam, I'm just trying not to die. So whatever I got to do to do that, I'm cool with. And we thought, you know what? Joe t- turned over a new, new leaf. With Will, guys. He found him a new bitch. Like, found a new bitch. And then you realize later on that the new bitch found him. <laughs> okay. So then, meet Love, right? And so the fact that her name is Love is actually BB Be- Corny. And it's ironic as fuck, right? No, it's, it's so, No, I actually B- loved it. I liked it. Of course hey, my corny ass would like some shit like you, that. You, listen, shout out to my, shout out to my boy, uh, Smart Guy Chris. If you want to have a drinking game that will get you fucked up, take a drink. They take a sip every time they mention love in season two. The name love, take a drink every time. Oh, you're gonna die. Die, die. die. So they so shout out to love, right? Now love is the very definition of ex-girl, she the female version of me, right? And so and 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 what what fucks what fucks up so love is like one of those like she copes through food. Yes. So like nobody love. I'ma bake some shit. <laughs> yes. But see, that's the thing. So and Love got a crazy ass brother named Forty because I think they they're twins. Yes. So Forty Love is a tennis score yes. type shit, and Forty is a goddamn drug addict. Crackhead, crackhead, yeah, that's you. But he a rich he a rich drug addict, so he's not a crack addict. He's just a coke addict or a heroin addict or a, one of them addicts. Whatever the vice is, Forty he got, he is, got it. Is there a pipe? Forty gonna smoke it. So. So Joe's trying to move to LA, stay low key, like his life together, keep his shit tight, relax, you know? mind his business, because he's like, I, we standing. He's like, you know what? Because also, shit's still hot. Because my ex, I fucked, died, popped up. Right. So niggas, the block is hot. So when he moves in, meets still Isla, his landlord, meets Ellie. Because Joe, you know, you know, my man Joe got a thing for like precocious little kids and fucked up homes. <laughs> We having technical difficulties. <laughs> My nigga Joe will keep that thing on him when it's right, and then and so and so it's one of those things where it's like Joe will like stalk the girl, but then like make sure like the kid got something to eat type shit. It's it's real, it's real, it's real weird. Um, and so don't make it hard not to root for him. And which is like, which is the whole point of the show because the actress himself, Penn Bagley, Badgley, was like the entire premise of the show is. How far will we go to forgive a white man? And you know, I'm not even gonna hold you. Why we got this? Why we're talking about Penn Badgley real quick? My man's is fine. Penn Badgley belongs to that specific type of white boy that's acceptable for my black ass to date. If I bought a Penn Badgley home, ain't nobody gonna be mad. If I bought a Chris Evans home, ain't nobody gonna be mad. See, Chris Evans, I I, I get though. Yes. Pim Badgley looks like he eats your pussy and clean up the sheets afterward. Pim Badgley looks like he gonna cash up you on the first date. Pim Badgley looks like, oh, your credit fucked up? I'm here for love. Don't even worry about it. Pim Badgley looks like he'll put some shit in his name. <laughs> I don't like you. Pim Badgley looks like, like you always said, Calvin, if you see me with a bike boy, just know I'm getting paid. Pim Badgley is the type. I, I would do it for him. I sure would. <laughs> You will be the white man's whore for Finn Badgley. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what I'm hearing? You, 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 wow. You, <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you. For Finn Badgley, I tooted up. But you know what? I know he down with the swirl. Remember in episode, in season one, he dated the black girl, and when he told her that he cheated, she just bounced? Because the black woman had the only sense in the world. She was like, oh, I'm out. <laughs> I am good. Shout out to Karen. Bet. Karen held it down. She's like, you know what? I'm gonna fuck with you. So. 
He pull up and then, you know, do his thing, try to chill, try to mind his business. He see love. He's like, you know what? He even tries to, like, put love in the friend zone. He's like, yes. He's like, I'm still not healed from Beck and I'm trying to chill. And then love was like, nah, fuck that. I want you. And we learned a valuable lesson in the dynamic of uh, cis heterosexual uh, relationships. When a woman decides that they want you, you really don't get a choice in the matter whether you are in the See, room. I knew you was going to say some bullshit. Be- Listen, he even was like, let's be friends for right now. Like, I'm still working on myself. I'm trying to be a better person. And love was like, no, <laughs> I'm here for you. Be here for me, motherfucker. And, and then we realized, <sighs> and then we realized, like, as, as the season goes deeper, A, love, I mean, Joe slash Will, he's improved a little bit. He only killed two people this season and not his usual four. I mean, yeah, he typically be knocking heads off. And so he cut that down, but we but we thought his body count was a little higher because he's like, um, he had a little fling with Delilah and was like, I can't do this because Ellie. And then Delilah found out exactly who he was. Because Delilah couldn't mind her goddamn business. business. So she ends up in the box, in the little cage box or whatever. <laughs> little, little penalty box. You know what I'm saying? And so then even Joe was like, look, bro, look. All right, we. I wanted to ask you to dinner as friends, but you out here being nosy and shit. Now I gotta lock your ass up in this goddamn box. But if I'm gonna keep you here for 16 hours, and then I'm gonna say my goodbyes, I'm gonna say goodbye to love, I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. And then his brother. And then, and then 40. Yeah, my man Joe was trying to be a good person this entire season, try to help 40 with his bullshit ass uh, script of Beck's book. Drugs, my nigga. So with my nigga, LSD loses track of time because if you ever done LSD, shit, he was seeing mushrooms and and blood and and and, and, and all and, types of fuck shit. Right. Long story short, time runs out, and he tries to go back to the cage, and my nigga Delilah's throat was slashed, dead as the entirety of fucks. So when they spent an entire episode trying to figure out who the fuck then sliced my bitch's throat, did I do it? Who did it? Did you do it? And he's like, you, you know what? If I did it. I don't deserve love because I was really trying to not kill the life. Right. But if I did it, then I don't deserve it. And so they go for the entire thing. Candace is back. Candace pulled up acting like 40s whole ass girlfriend just to torment my nigga Joe some right. more. So then finds out is out here spilling the tea to love about his whole little background. Kind of find out love don't give a flying fuck. Ex-girl. She the female version of me. <laughs> love don't give a fuck. Right. So then Joe finds himself locked in the cage because Candace done locked him in the cage. Right. Love. Candace pulls, calls love and she's like, bro, before I call the cops, bro, come see, see, you, come come see, see your about your nigga. So mind you, Delilah's throat is still slashed inside the cage that Joe is currently locked up in, right? So then... Actually, no, no, no. At that point, at that point, love, he, Joe, because he thought he did it, had he cleaned up his little box. He was like, damn, like, I got to put, you know, you know, handle my shit a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Because right. if I did it, I ain't trying to go down for it. So, and so then... He gets locked in the box because Candace pulls up, locks the nigga in the box, checks, 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 love, like, come see about your nigga. Love comes see about our nigga. Right. And then the twist of, 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 of the season, where when, when you realize, then love sees about our nigga. Uh, Joe's confessing, like, I don't deserve you. Love's like, I don't give a fuck. Stabs Candace in the goddamn throat because Candace also couldn't mind her fucking business. Listen. The if, moral of the story, mind, mind your fucking, fucking business. <laughs> I, if my ex thought that she killed me and I'm still alive, 
I'm remaining a dead motherfucker. Please. And, and counting dead. my blessings. Dead. In some island somewhere. As a matter of fact, some of my exes, they think I'm dead or still married. One of the two, one of the same if you ask me. But just whatever the fuck it takes for you to leave me alone, leave me alone. And But no, Candace wanted to, you know, not mind her business. And she wanted up, the nigga to be in revenge. And, and ends up getting got in the throat by love. And you think, damn, what the fuck love happened? And so then you realize love knew all the shit about this nigga Joe the entirety of the time. Mind you, love done got a couple bodies up underneath her belt too. She didn't kill first she didn't kill 40's abuser. Right. Um she she read his ex's book front to back in his box. She found out the nigga's box way early and just was chilling in the box, reading his ex's book, falling more in love with this nigga. Then peep then like peeped the nigga and like Made it think it was his idea. Women are good for shooting their shot by making you think it's your idea to shoot oh, your shot. Oh, I'm a master at that shit. So then he, she does all of that. And then it's revealed that, like, she pulls up and Delilah's in there. She's pulling up, getting ready to read her book in her little box. Delilah's in there trying to plead for her life. And she's like, damn, Delilah about to snitch. Slashes her throat, too. And it was like, and it tells my nigga Joe all of this. And Joe's like, excuse me? Wait. Right. I'm supposed to be the crazy one in this Listen, when Joe called Love Crazy, I literally paused the TV. Like, I, it sent me, bro. He was, he literally was like, what the fuck? And I was like, damn, Joe. You can't even be mad right now, my guy. You can't get mad. How you gonna be mad? You can't. And so, and then we think the season's gonna end with Joe accepting the fact that he would love, he, they got a little crazy little love baby. Literally has a child on the way. And then the last, scene you realize he done found himself a new little little something and it's like hello you and this is chick his next door neighbor type shit and i'm like god. and she's sitting there drinking lemonade reading the paper minding her fucking business and i'm like god damn it joe i just like now i want a season three because <laughs> like and you let me let me preface this by saying you was a terrible fucking show it's it's okay for you, what it's supposed it, to be what it's supposed to be you is a terrible fucking show it's not. And if you honestly, and, and shout out to y'all wanting, like, setting relationship goals for this shit, like, I, it, that's gross, my guy. It's gross. Real quick, because I didn't watch it yet. You want to talk about what the circle is? Yo, 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 yo. This shit's wild. So, this shit feels like ripped out of a Black Mirror episode. So, The Circle is this reality show on Netflix. And no, we ain't getting paid from these niggas yet. A reality show. You better say yet. You better speak that. Reality show on Netflix. So think, have you ever watched Big Brother? Yes. So, my shit, actually. So think Big Brother, except no one can see each other or hear each other. And it's all, like, done through, like, social media posts in this own, like, the circle network. So you have eight motherfuckers in this house. Grand prize is about is 100 racks. And so because it's all social media-based, like, they can't... There's no video chatting. There's no phone calls. It's all literally, like, text-based. You could choose to be yourself or you could choose to catfish. So you have two people in the house, three people in the curling the house. They, they eliminated two people but brought two new people on. So there's three people in the house right now who's catfishing. Got it. Two of them are, so one is this um black queer woman who's bigger I'm trying to be very careful with my PC, words. PC, got it. Black queer woman who's like bigger is very, very manly presenting in her words. Who's catfishing as this beautiful young lady. 
you have this this black man who's catfishing as his girlfriend because he's like my girlfriend's fine and then and then you have the new one who just entered in is like this really hipster nerdy geeky white boy who's catfishing as like a fit muscular handsome white boy oh jesus christ and then you have five other people who are like themselves and my favorite on the show is my man um his name is shubam but his nickname is shuby he's this indian 23 year old i'm so sorry his nickname is shuby yes shubam shubam <laughs> but i'm calling this nigga and everybody calls him shuby i don't want to play <laughs> shut up don't be do not be culturally insensitive right now do not be culturally insensitive. The jokes. The jokes. Do not be culturally insensitive right now. Stop it. Ooh, sorry, guys. So. Shubam. So Shubam is <laughs> Shuby. My nigga Shuby. He's like this Indian. He's like this Indian American 23-year-old who's like hates social media. Like hates it. Like thinks it's a modern day bubonic plague. And so he's super authentic. Like he's the exact opposite of the catfish. He's like. It's me, like, I'm a nerd. I got all these engineering trophies. Like, I'm here. Fuck with it. And, What's like, up? And I fuck with the, I, I fuck with his, like, naive authenticity. Because he's, like, really, like, believing in folks. And I'm like, uh, she a catfish. But I, I really fuck with it. It's like a breath of fresh air. You you got a, a, a stereotypical Italian guy in Joey. Like, think Jersey Shore type shit. Fist pump. Gym tail laundry. Yeah. Cabs are here. Like that type nigga. You had a nigga named Antonio who had a girlfriend but was playing single on the show with with the girlfriend's permission in quotation marks, mm. who was detrimentally horny. Like <laughs> he was out here trying to slide every woman's DMs, real and or catfish. Detrimentally horny. Detrimentally horny. New saying for twenty twenty. He got voted out. You had Alana who was like a model, but they thought she was catfish because she put a model in her profile, and you know like nah, you ain't a model for real, bitch. She got voted out. She was real. Uh, you have Chris, remember who is like this white gay man who you can tell has like picked up all his lingo and mannerisms from like black gays. So he cosplays as a as a gay as a as a black woman, but like with a white like girl. Yes, like all the. I really, really. That's why. Really, that's why. Really, really have a strong disdain for that shit there's not a black woman living inside of your head there's not a you're not a white and, man and, and he don't and he don't say he don't say it like that but it's like his mannerisms he's like all about god and like and just like just he's one of those like and i, I i'm bearing careful because i can't say one of those but like it's like bro like you do you think this is a joke my nigga like i don't like that when black when gay white men cosplay as black women and I don't he, like and he, it. And he got like, he got, you know, the, the, in the makeup like and all it. that shit. And like, see, what irritates me the most, right, is because if somebody were to call you out on it, the first thing niggas would scream is, the first thing motherfuckers want to scream is homophobia. And it's like, no, this is your characterization of what you think we look like to you. And we don't like that. Because I'm be honest with you, the majority of my black girlfriends, we don't speak to each other like that. We don't. And he's like full, like, yes, bitch, do, like, like, he 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 refers to his coochie, and I'm like, you don't have one of those. His Gucci? No, he says coochie. He doesn't. He don't even say bussy. He says coochie, and I'm like, you don't have one of those. How do you know? Because he because he he's not he didn't say he's he he didn't friend. transition. No. Okay. And so like has he? So wait, he hasn't identified it as trans. He doesn't. He doesn't identify as trans. So because okay. he doesn't identify as trans, I have to assume that he doesn't have a coochie down there. Is that fair? Yeah, please stop cosplaying as black women. Um, and then you have uh, this Italian, like kind of Italian, somewhat 
ambiguous woman who's cool but like a little rough around the edges type shit. Uh, and then I think that's it. I and like then you have, then you have a this, little ambiguity. ambiguity. Words are hard. Like she, like she, you can tell like she, like she stepped on white. Like she not, like she like attacked. <laughs> you said stepped on white. Like she, like she. Get the fuck out of here, Calvin. Like she like, a, like Italian or some sort of shit. Stepped on white? It's not, yeah, it's not pure stepped on, you know. It's light tan bricks. Get out of the studio, please. Stepped on white. Calvin. It's 2020. We coming in with a vengeance. I ain't, I ain't holding back, man. Fuck Spicy you. white. Spicy white. Little, little. Instead of male, she's like a aioli. Get out. <laughs> you called the bitch sriracha. Not, not sriracha. More like a uh, garlic aioli. <laughs> she, ain't, she ain't spicy. Spicy. She's just like oh, okay. Oh, Cajun ranch. <laughs> she's black. Black ranch. ranch. <laughs> <laughs> she's black and ranch at Popeyes. Yes. Got it. Um, you got I the, am crying. And then you got Miranda, who's like oh. mad tattooed white girl, whatever, whatever. So, and it's like literally. Our kids are named Jaden and Jada. <laughs> Low key. But it's like, it's a, it, it, as an actual reality show, <laughs> it's trash. Ranch. As an actual reality show, it's absolutely trash. Like, it's like, because everything's like through the screen and like a voice, voice activated. But if you watch this as like the social experiment of like how people are like so impulsive and gullible on social media. It's amazing. Hmm, I'm gonna check it out, friend. Like that's what I'm not saying. like okay, Doug. I'm gonna go see Queen and Sugar. I'm probably gonna see it Friday. Okay. Spoiler. I'm probably gonna go if see you it. You don't see it this week. He he gonna owe you a fade. He's gonna uh, and honestly, he's gonna have to run it because <laughs> like I, I'm going to go see it on Friday, even if I have to go by my fucking self. I'm going to go see it because he okay? really he really didn't like my take on it, and he just want he just wants somebody to be an advocate. You know what's crazy is that my father over the. Excuse me, over the holiday break, went to go see Queen and Slim. And he didn't like it either. He didn't like it. He was just like, nah. Because he, he didn't, he didn't, because there's two sides. People either take it as trauma porn or a love story, right? I haven't seen it yet to draw my own conclusions, but my father was like, that ain't for me. I'll put it like this. If it was supposed to be a love story, it is a terrible love story. Okay. I'm going to go see it. I'm, I'm going to fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, if if so, if, if anybody okay, if anybody hasn't seen it or wants to take your girl to see it, let's go on Friday. We'll round up the troops, and we'll so go on and so y'all could tell me after y'all see it how right I am. <laughs> okay, friend. Anyway, you want to get into this last uh, um rice? Yeah, what's up? What, what we got? Last thing I need to put in rice today is Lil Fizz and April Jones have parted ways. They blocked each other on Instagram. That's how you know it's real. And Omarion has got the last laugh. <laughs> Little Fizz gave up the Millennium tour bag for some temporary coochie. And what's funny is that if you, the child support orders are how they hitting, how they supposed to be hitting, April Jones gonna see that bag before Little Fizz does, and I am crying, <laughs> crying. Hey, chess not checkers, my nigga. It's chess not checkers. Marion played it cool. He's, he he didn't even wild out like we thought he was supposed to wild out like. Don't say you my brother and then come go fuck on my baby mama. You know what? Mm, let's back up, right? Now, I do believe that there are lines. There are two of my exes, not even, yeah, two people that I've had experiences with in my life that are completely, totally, and utterly off limits. Actually, three. Is one of them your baby daddy? Absolutely. Okay, then. Absolutely. My baby daddy, my ex-husband, and the man that I was in an abusive relationship with. Those three, you absolutely cannot. I'm going to tell you like this. I can't tell you what to do. But you messing with one of those three men means that you no longer want to be a part of my life. 
I'm be real with you. I can't stop you. If you say, Alex, I think I think your ex-husband is fine as shit and I would like to shoot my shot. Go right ahead. But please understand that the moment that you approach me like that, you and I will no longer be friends. Your messages will turn green. Real quick. I will block you. I, because it's too close to home. Like we share, we we share way too much. My abuser for obvious reasons. And then my baby daddy, we share a life together. That man's not going anywhere. He's not going for the rest of my life. Me and him will always have a child together. For the rest of my child's life, me and him will always have a child together. So crossing that boundary, I can't tell you what to do, but I can also tell you what we won't what you and I won't be doing any longer. So this ain't fucking that. So we talk about lines. Marianne and Fizz were bandmates. They claim self-proclaimed brothers, like grew up together as child stars. April Jones has two of Amarion's kids. So two plus two generally equals four. Yeah. So if you fuck with my baby mother, you have. So one of the things that like I like to say. And it's not original thought. One of these things I would say, like, look, you can't dictate how someone responds to you. And no. if and if and if you slap me and I pull and I and I come back and I shoot you, and you'd be like, damn, why you shoot him? He shouldn't have slapped me. She kept your fucking hands to yourself. So at this point, you have fired the first shot by hooking up together. And this is mostly and this, you know, April was like kind of like a catalyst because she's a petty motherfucker. But you have fired the first shot by my bandmate and my baby mama hooking up. And, and and not only not Absolutely only not. not only hooking up you're, you're you're flaunting it you're you're saying how much better he's that he is in bed with me women love to you know trash April was all over that Omarion's uncircumcised dick she couldn't wait to tell us how good that dick was now all of a sudden it's fucking trash girl please listen here's the thing you can move on to great dick without bashing the great dicks of your past okay I too have moved on to better pastures. That does not mean that the great dick I was getting in, in a couple months ago isn't still good dick. It's just a good dick I'm not riding anymore. I, oh, it's, it's still good dick. It just doesn't belong to me. If it ever did. Shit. shit. I miss those days where you would just lie and, and lie in the pussy and, and she would lie back. Is this yours? Yes, daddy. We both know it's not mine. Don't ask. Then why the fuck would you ask me questions so I got a lot? Because it's, it, it, we both know we're lying. It just, it's good to just hear it. Fam, my, <sighs> the, the chick I was a side nigga to used to tell me that this was her pussy. I was like, bitch. <laughs> you are foul. How is this my pussy? You live with this other nigga. Oh, no. Now, live with the nigga cheating is wild. Bro, she lived with this nigga. Live with me if, cheating if is she wild. She lived with this nigga and then would come down and, and, and come get fucked. And then, and then, like, the next day, go back to where she was living. Oh, with you want to know what my line is? My line, my favorite line. And it's almost like you hit the nut button as soon as I say it. I can't wait. It's the best sex I've ever had. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey. That's, and but, it would see, this is the thing. You got to look them directly in their eyes. Oh, no, eye contact is wild. You got to grab their chin when you do it. And typically, this is missionary with the legs behind it. The, the oh, yeah, you put, the them in the you put them in the torture rack. Yeah. <laughs> Where the fuck you going? You ain't moving, bitch. Come on. Right there at the torture rack. You grab his chin while he doing that shit. And you got to be, like, this is for dicks 10 inches and above. Like, so a lot of y'all niggas can exit the conversation right now. But you got to grab his chin, look him dead in his eyes, and be like, either I love you. <laughs> hey, for all the toxic things I have done and said, I have never told a woman I love you while in the pussy. I love you. 
it's the best dick I've ever had. No, the eye contact is important. Or you got to, or, you know, if you're less toxic, for our less toxic listeners. Nutting me. <laughs> nutting me. Or my favorite, like, like for the least problematic, not even that. I'm about to come and you got to look them dead in the eyes. Like, and I mean, and I got big brown eyes. So I'm looking you dead in your shit and there's low key. And if you're hitting the spot like you're supposed to, like, I mean, that little wall right before the cervix, there's probably a tear running down. So it looks real serious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, listen, or or my favorite, like, because I realize that, like, you got to, like, again, as men, I think sometimes we, we get too silent in sex. Because, I think, honestly, you should be in my ear. Hey. I be talking me through an orgasm. Sweet nothing. It's gonna make sure that it happens. That I have another orgasm right sweet, after this. Sweet one. nothings. Listen, like just, 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 just moan. You ain't even and... gotta lie. You could be like, listen, you are so beautiful. You look so good right now. I, 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 I love being inside of you. Hey, just like the talking, talking it through it, or, or if you want to unlock the second level ahead, it's like when she, it's like when she's when she's sucking you, and then like you just uh you just like. You start moaning. And- <laughs> Woo! You would that. You know what? You want to know what that unlocks? It's like, it's like you want to know what that unlocks? The McTwist three thousand. <laughs> which you want to know how you get to McTwist three thousand? Just start moaning while she's doing. Just like or like grab or like you can start grabbing the sheets and shit. Like just yeah. Let's get I had it. a nigga make a ponytail. I ain't even got no fucking hair, bro. <laughs> he made it happen. He grab. He grabs a kangaroo line. Just like, come here. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga started putting kinky twists in my shit. Niggas turned the hairdresser when the head good. Like, hey, but come here. Honey, I got up looking like Eve in 93. I went down there with looking like Eve from 93. I got up looking like Cardi B. Where do you, it just, I it sure did. The whole queen down my, my whole shit. back. Bitch, you can't even spell 30 inches. <laughs> oh, shit. We back, niggas. Um, Woo. Good yeah, times. Good times. Good times. But oh. anyway, Omarion gets the last laugh. And 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 he getting his Millennium Tour bag while B2K is out there performing in front of Whole Foods. <laughs> Not fucking Whole Foods. I'm getting you, to the hot take. You right. It's safe a lot. <laughs> They're gonna be selling plates like Keisha Cole. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you ready to get into these hot takes? Yeah, let's get it popping. So, how much of your life do you think is appropriate to share on social media, if at all? I honestly think um I'm more of a I'm I'm selectively private. Yes. Where it's like, you think that you're getting everything from me, but you're not at all. And but I don't I don't make a big deal of announcing what I'm not sharing. I hate I hate the people who announce they're not sharing shit. Or who announce that they're moving in silence. Or who announce we're taking a social media break. Like yes. eh, just do it. But uh, you know what I'm saying? Like there's the there's the difference between being private and being secretive. Like I don't like if you ask me questions offline, like I'll tell you what it is. But I don't because at the end of the day, these people on social media are strangers. They yes. are strangers, and you are not about to shame me for not sharing certain parts of my life with strangers. Yes. The fuck, like oh, like I hate when niggas don't want to post their girl. You are a stranger. Why do I need to post her for you? As long as, as long as, if it's asked offline, I keep it a hundred. Why do I need to post her for you? As long as I'm making sure I'm not disrespecting the people that I care about on this public space. Why do I need to? Because okay, you want to hear 
a, a little rant from from your boy? I'm listening. If you got to post your nigga and put an emoji over this nigga's face, just don't post a nigga. I'll be honest with you. My pop-out picture is literally going to be like, I already know in my head it was. An arm up. around your neck. Oh, that was cute, wasn't it? That was a- it was. It was an arm around my neck and then like his watch. And we weren't, we're, again, we're not together, but it was like, you know, we're this nigga I'm dating, stop asking. Alex is dating, stop asking. Boom. And maybe it's just me. And I'm like, but honestly, that was the biggest troll picture because he still want to, me and him are still really good friends. So if that bridge ever gets crossed, you know what I'm saying? Maybe it's just me because I'm like, if you got to do all of that to hide this nigga you posted, why post him? I don't know if I'd necessarily be upset that a nigga was like, being chill about my identity because I don't I saw a picture actually online the other day and I loved it this nigga was clearly this woman was gorgeous she was bad as fuck clearly it was date night and this guy took a picture of his girl and she posted it but you could see his Jordan 1 in the picture and that's all you could see and it was just the slightest like bro she's fine she's good like my nigga's foot is in the picture you know what I'm saying like she's straight and like yeah you get points for creativity but I'm just like if you if you are if we're going that route as far as like making sure the an- anonymity of it is like clear, then we don't need the picture. Just like yo, I got a I got a shorty, I got a nigga, whatever. Or or maybe and sometimes I'm thinking like you posting this because you actually post somebody else's nigga and like y'all have <laughs> woo y'all have like joint custody. Like you get Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, and she gets Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then like you just oh. Nah, because if that's the case, I'm going to post my throuple and live happily ever after. Nah, sis. If we going to share this nigga, we going to live under one big-ass polyamorous uh, agreement and understanding. Ain't no, ain't, nah, nah, sis. We live together. All three of us, okay? And, that, and but so, I guess my thing is, like, so, why do we care so much about the content we give strangers about our personal lives. It's different. Like, I don't know, for my podcast, for our podcast, we got to be somewhat active on social media. We got to promote. We got to so do this in the third. So, the thing about it, my bad, I didn't mean to cut you <laughs> but off, bro. it's like, if I don't post my ups and downs, my whole journey, if I don't post my girlfriend, I don't post my, like. Your what? I don't post my girlfriend. I don't Your post, what? Ma'am. <laughs> stop cutting me off. I don't, if I don't post my girlfriend, I don't post the woman I'm talking to. If I don't post everything, like, I don't need to because you are strangers. You are strangers on the But internet. also, I think for me, it's like this, right? Whatever I do post, I'm okay with the public consuming. That's it. And I've had people ask me to name drop. You know what I'm saying? Why don't you name drop? Why don't you put a face to it? And I could when I'm ready. You know what I mean? And I will when I'm ready. But it's this, this idea, like this obsession I think there's, again, I think there's duality in this situation because I do think that there is some type of obsession that we have with... It's, um, we're seeking validation. Right, with, the, the, with the, the seeking of validation, but also like this, I got something that only I know about, but it's between me and I, and here's a teaser, you can't have everything. And it's like, there's, I told that line myself between, okay, I'm going to give you just enough of what I'm comfortable with, but it's not, all, it's not the full picture. And also, it kind of annoys me when I give you just enough details and then you pry for more information. It's like, yo, shorty, relax. Like, I've already... Typically, when I tell you something, I'm telling you all that I need you to know. Typically, when I'm telling you something, I'm telling you all that I'm comfortable divulging. I don't have to give you everything. I don't have to give you anything. Like, at all. 
I don't have to give you anything at all. And that's the part about like it that kind of bothers me. But um, real quick, I did want to touch on this. Um, Bryce Gotti um was a star athlete, mm-hmm. teenage star athlete. He was a senior, right? In yeah. High school. Oh, so so bright. So and, young, the young man was a four star athlete. Um, had a full ride scheduled to go to Georgia Tech. Was getting ready to enroll, star football player, all of that. Uh, he committed suicide. Never trigger warning. Time we'll get there. Yep. He committed suicide by like, and I don't even want to like he like he committed suicide. I, yeah, I don't want to go into method. So and so, it was a shock to everybody because it's like this kid is literally he was literally like weeks away from enrolling into Georgia Tech and having his whole school paid for, right? So it was like why? So we start digging into it. His family was living in like extreme poverty. Like, we didn't necessarily have a consistent home. He was always worrying about money. He was always worrying about, like, how his people's going to, like, survive. And eat. And, and eat. And, like. So, and when I read the story, number one, I cried. <coughs> because, again, I don't like this. I, I don't like the topic when they say black men are coddled. It bothers me. Because a lot of times black men aren't coddled, they're ignored. And because we see that there's pressure on one, sp- I, again, it's the oppression Olympics. Because when we talk about black women, the struggles of black men and black women, we're talking about the same coin, two sides. And it's and so because and so like for example, I think we get, we get the comparisons, whether than just like facts a lot, where we try to be like you know my shit's worse. No, no one's arguing that. It's like look, just how like y'all were black women were focused on and like made sure oh you did not be too fast and like was had the microscope all put on them all for our childhood no one's really arguing that but if all the attention is going onto the black woman making sure that she's 100 percent right that means the black man the black boy that's also in that same situation and getting no attention because everyone's spoke you know, it's like somewhat let's but be, see let's, but honestly let's be logical here though. right but as somebody who's seen it right because i have an older sibling who's extremely coddled Extremely to the point where it's like passive parenting. I've seen it, right? And it's just like, bro, as a child, and I would argue this down, right? I was a child in my family that was under the microscope. The standard compared to where I was held compared to the rest of my siblings was just not there. It just wasn't fucking there. You know what I'm saying? It was non-existent. The shit that I've seen my personal siblings, my my siblings get away with in comparison to shit I was allowed to, to do, totally different. So, do I say that I've seen coddling firsthand? Absolutely. Do I say that that's the majority case scenario? No, it is not. So, when I look at cases like Bryce, right? And you can't even necessarily say that he was being ignored. Like, it was just like, he felt the the burden of, of his sex, right? of his family. You know what I mean? Like, And I, you know what? I feel, not that I could ever relate, right? But I also understand because you pay for school. You you shooting this ball pays for school. How the fuck? There are poor, impoverished athletes. They're not paying. What else are they paying for? They're not paying. Are, are they paying for just the books? Are they paying for room and board? Are they paying for just tuition? So what does this exactly cover? All right, I'll answer. So all scholarship athletes, when they say full ride, it's more. It's tuition. It's room and board. It's, it's meals. Whatever the case may be. Right, and so it's it's literally like the co- you get like a, a a little like a scholarship for however much it costs for you to live on campus or whatever the entire year, twist your room and board, but that's it. 
And there's, so it's not like you get a stipend right. for like, oh, I need new clothes. Or you know, my clothes been raggedy. I, they don't pay for that. So I'm a star athlete. I'm playing for your campus, and I look like shit. On or, top of the fact, yeah, or, the, or on top of the fact that that food is only for like on campus, right? Food. So it's like, all, so all the practices, like the six a.m. practices, then you got to actually go to right. school, then you got to go do film study. There's times where like people, like star athletes, like Shabazz Napier, when he won the NCAA championship, right. literally got on his mic, his platform was like, "Fam, there's times I went to sleep hungry." And he is the star athlete on the national championship team. And he's like, first times I went to, because it was like, by the time we would get done everything, all the dining halls in the uh, school are closed. You know what I mean? We're closed. We're, 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 you know what I mean? It's, right. So I, and I don't have any money to eat off campus. Y'all you know not I mean? paying me as a student athlete. And so, again, there's two two parts of this I wanted to discuss, right? I wanted to talk about survivor's remorse. Because your family is living in extreme poverty. Meanwhile, the school is paying for you to eat. You. This does not count your mother, your sister, your family. This does not count the people. So you're away at school, one of the finest institutions in the city, in the state, in the country, and you're eating while your family is starving. That fucks with you. That would fuck with you, right? Then two, you are the star athlete. Pay these fucking athletes. Pay these athletes. And we talk about, and oftentimes... We talk about, but yeah, they're getting a, a free education and everyone else is dealing with student loans. But like, very general D1 athletes are often ushered into easy ass majors that 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 don't have an, enough of a workload or critical thinking because we want to free up as much time as possible to practice, to go to games, film study. And then they coddle the, them with tutors. And... Tutors, or there's sometimes where they'll like write their papers for them. Yes, no. I have totally dated an athlete and that was his life. And so, so they're not really getting the same education that a normal college student is because a normal college student doesn't have to wake up at 6 a.m. To, to, to practice two days, then go to class, then after class go to film study, then film study go, you know, go to treatment because, you know, he's sore, got to get iced up. Right. And then you expect him to, like, study when? When. So. Pay the, so and then it's like, okay, well, get a job. When? They can't do work study. They can't do work study because it's like, again, when what free time are we going to have? Can't do work study. You can't get an off-campus job because you don't have time. So when exactly are these athletes supposed to take care of themselves? And exactly. And then we talk about we the trauma that living in poverty has on us as black people. And the trauma of living in poverty. Then we talk about like, oh, but they can go pro and they'll make millions of dollars. Listen, the percentage of people who go pro in NBA, NFL, any of the major sports right. is like 1%. It's really like you got to be the best of the best of the best. So we talk about trauma. We talk about mental health. We talk about depression. Imagine that you were the best in your class about everything that you did all throughout high school. You were the right. fastest. You were the smartest. You were the strongest. You go to college and you're no longer that because everyone who's in your class, everyone who's you're competing against was also the fastest, the strongest, the smartest in their high school. Right. That fucks with you. Right. Listen, we, we're, we're a society that if the gifted kids who didn't have to study in high school struggle in college because they, oh, shit, I got to study now. That that's, is similar for athletes. And that fucks with you because, like, damn, like, my entire identity all throughout high school, the most 
formative years of your life was I am bigger, I am faster, I'm stronger than everybody. And now it's no longer the case. Because I go to college and everybody else is the biggest, fast, and strongest from their hometown too. So, so now, now you got to actually put in the work. And so how do I adjust? And not only do I, not only do I adjust to this new situation, all the other normals of college, but now I am I am a pawn in this big business scheme who's making billions and trillions of dollars that I don't see a cent of besides education. I have to adjust with all of that and also still make sure my body is right to be able to be the biggest, fastest, strongest I can be. It's a lot. It's a lot. And I'm saying this is someone who's like, obviously, I'm, I ain't, you know, I'm not right. an NFL athlete, but it's a lot to deal with. Right. So all I'm going to say at, to this point is my condolences to Bryce Gotti. Um, my prayers are with his family. And honestly, if you, you check on your peoples, but not only just check on them, just literally, because I have a niece that's in college I check on all the time. I have mentees that are in college. You know what I'm saying? Young girls that, you know, are in high school. If you can do, do. I was about to, I was about to say, I was like, if you not only just say, I'm here for you. Actually be there. You feel me? Because there's a lot of people who say that and then, like, you try to actually, like, use them and they're like, you know what I mean? Like... Oh, I hate that. Don't tell me that you're here for me. I reach out to you for to, to be there for me, and then you're just not. Because then it just feels like, oh, you said this, just have something to say. It doesn't feel genuine. It's not genuine. So check on your peoples, man. Um, last thing on the hot takes is, where are we at with cuffing season, friend? You, you go first. Nah. You don't want to talk about, I'm manifesting the love of my life on the timeline. I do want to manifest the love of my life this year. I really do. I think that I have, not to sound cliche, right? But when it comes to work and emotionally repairing and, and taking accountabilities for my past relationships and growing and glowing and all that shit, I put the fucking work in, okay? And I'm not saying that love is a reward for healing yourself. Self-love is a reward for healing. The reward for healing is, 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 is fully internal. It's yes. not external. Oh, no. I'm not saying that I'm looking for external gratification because of the internal work that I put in. But I feel like that I'm in a point in my life where I'm able to love because I've healed some things in my life without being traumatic to somebody else's experience, right? But because I've put the work in for self, I'm going to recognize your trauma. And I have. I, rec- I recognize your shit before, even sometimes before you do. And I'm in a point in my life where, A, I'm going to call you out on it. If I see it, I'm going to call it. And B, you being hurt is not going to hurt me. I'm not going to allow it. And see, the biggest portion of it all is I've never given up on love, but I've given myself time to heal. And I'm, I think I'm ready for something a little bit more serious than the bullshit that I've been currently doing. And friend, if that is true, I wish you all of the success. However. However. There is. I got to see it. <laughs> an asterisk here. If I'm being honest, right? Responsible Alex, like, wanting better for self, Alex, is still like, I don't know, sis. You sure? But, like, honestly. And then me, adventurous me, is like, nah, she got it. Like, she's, you won't be sure until you just, you got to rip the bandaid off. You got to jump out there. You got to take the lead. Right? Mature me is just like, take the lead. Mature me is like, Alex, are you sure? Like, are, do you, are you sure, sure? And then impulsive me is just like, yeah, girl, whatever happens, happens. 
<laughs> it's the heart in the head. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like I know. And I'm just like, I don't want to hurt nobody, but I'm also like ready for something a little more serious. Listen. Instead of five boyfriends, I'm ready for one. <laughs> to, to narrow them down like the yeah. bachelor. Now, I ain't saying that like my name's going to get dropped by the end of this year. I ain't I'm not saying all that. But I am saying that like something a little bit more serious, I, I would like. One thing I will say is um, I hate when I feel pressured to do something. Yes. And so and where it's like where everyone's kind of looking at you with the expected of, I, 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 I can't go. Because my, my ass will almost want to do the exact opposite just because you're looking at me like this. Like waiting for me to do what you want me to do. I'm like, mm, no. Like let me operate on my time. Right. Um, and that's what I've been doing this entire cuffing season. I've been operating on my time. I can't operate on other people's time because other people ain't in my shit. Exactly. So I am still operating on my time. Right. I, I'm operating on my time. The person that understands we are, we have a mutual understanding of where we are. Um, and where I, are you, friend? I am fine. I'm great. I'm good. I'm blessed. <laughs> I'm highly favored. Okay. I'm highly favored. We'll accept that. I'm good. Um, I am. I am thankful for the opportunity to do something without outside influence. You know what? And I think that's what it is. It's very much so mind the business that pays you. And not to say like, okay, I hate, I hate saying it like this. Roster. I won't say that I have a roster because I think that's. I I don't like it. I don't like the idea of a roster. I just don't. Because it makes it seem like I, I have men that I'm dating. I've had a conversation with a couple men that I'm dating about like, hey, we I did a check-in, a soft check-in. Hey. We're rounding out about a couple months that we've been seeing each other on and off. What's up? I just want to see where we're at. And it's not necessarily like, hey nigga, talk tick fucking talk talk, nigga. Ooh, it ain't that. Listen. It's not it's, I'm not put it's not that, but it's just like a hey, a soft like all right, our, what are we doing here at this point? And, and, I mean, shit, all those conversations give me anxiety. And, and like, it's not even that because the way is also, I'm really good at framing those kind of conversations. It's not nothing serious. It's a, I just want to check in. Other women are not as good at framing those conversations. But what I've also said a thousand times over is, hey, we, we've been dating. This is what I'm thinking, this is where my head is at. If your head is also not here, I respect that. Yeah, you, um, if 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 someone chooses to not play the same game that you're playing, you have to let them sign out and not and not hold that over their head. And I think one of the things, um, just with conversations, it's like, yeah, like we're at the age where like you got to have some tough, grown ass conversations with people that like you know that it's not going to end well. As far as, like, they're not going to be happy with the result of a conversation. But, you know, they'll eventually appreciate that it was done now instead of six months from now. Right. And I think that that's what it is. I don't have time to waste. I don't, I'm a, You know how busy we are. And I ain't trying to waste, your, and I ain't trying to waste nobody else's time because I'll be damned. Be fucking I, I'll damned. be damned if I am, in your life story, the, the villain Fuck boy. No. There are some people's life stories I'm absolutely okay with being a bad guy in. There's some people's story because you can't please them all. And I've learned that there's a lot of people that I can't get it right with. I have fucking tried. There's somebody in my life right now. I feel like there's nothing I could do, say, act on 
that would just make this man understand where, like, get it. Because I'm not one of those people, and I'm, and this is me. I'm very impatient. And I hate repeating myself. And I have told you time and time again what you think, outside of myself, right? This is what I think of you. And then I try to figure out what does this, how do I, okay, how do I say this? How do I communicate your love language to you? What does this look like, right? His love language is complete opposite of mine, which means that there's a lot of work in translating that has to be done if we're going to make this work for real, for real, right? And if you're not, and if you're not willing or able or ready to do that translation, you have you have to kind of. It's yeah. not that I'm not willing. I'm not saying that you. I'm not saying right. you. I'm talking about like. But you also have to give a little, right? Because I'm trying. I'm trying. For instance, one of the men I'm dating, his thing is quality time. He wants to sit up underneath me 24 hours a day, seven days a week if he could, and breathe my air through my nostrils if he could. Ugh. I was like, the way you describe that, this real, this real visceral. But I also understand that my rejection of that particular love language is trauma-based. I know that. We talked about, like, isolated. You feel like you feel yeah. isolated. It makes me feel isolated, which is a tactic of an abuser, right? Right. So quality time for me looks like, hey, in this parameter of space that I set up that I'm comfortable with, let's do things together. After maybe 30 minutes, you go do something over there. I do something over here. In the same vicinity, if possible, if not, totally okay. I understand why most men would take that as an issue. I mean, for me personally, I'm because of how busy we are. I'm okay with that. Even me and my mother, like every time I'm home, like I got my headphones in, I'm on my laptop. She's watching like on or SVU. We don't talk, but we're good. So, I, so that's what I came from. Certain shit works for me, right? But I also have to understand that there's not a, going to be too many men in my life that are going to be like, okay, Alex, that's okay with me. And especially because. Hey, I had to tell somebody. I didn't mean to cut you off. You're fine. I had to tell somebody on Sunday. I was like, and this is somewhat similar to love languages. Like, I'm like, Shorty, like, Shorty out of your budget. Like, her love language is gifts. Her love language is niggas cashing her out. Like, I know she, I know she fine, but she also, like, her love language is, like, gifts. Her niggas cashing her out. Like, she's a whole ass, like, six-figure, rich-type bitch. That's not you, bro. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? That's not you. And so, like, I'm trying to... And that's the thing. I have come to learn that my love language, not that it's necessarily gifts, because nobody ever gets a gift right. My love language is acts of service coupled with a gift. And the gift has to be something that I'll actually fucking use. It has to be something... Like money. Yes. Or, not even that, because I think... Gift cards. No, I think gift cards are tacky. Why? If you give me a gift card as somebody who's been intimate with me, it lets me know that you haven't necessarily... If it's a gift card to a store that you like, like, de- like, okay, the only place that I'll accept a gift card to is Sephora. That's what I say. Like, if it's a Sephora you can't gift get that card, right? But if I do mention, hey, this is a perfume that I like. Sephora has that perfume, or Macy's has that perfume. You know what I'm saying? It depends on. It depends on what. Because I'm like, like makeup, I'm not going to know your Fenty shade. I'm not going to know. No, you're not. You feel me? But so certain places, cool. But you know what? I would enjoy more than that. Hey, babe, I got a gift card or I want to take you to Sephora so that you can get this what you want. Here's our budget. It's coupling, spending time together while also completing an act of service as a gift. You can combine these bitches. It's about the creativity behind it. 
okay, give me a gift card and then make it an experience for the both of us. Don't just say, here, bitch, here's a gift card. Go go do your thing. You know what I'm saying? If you, you can get creative with it. And I think that's the part that I don't like about it is because it lacks creativity. Where's the thought behind this? Where's the time spent? Where's the ingenuity? It's not. It's not. It, it literally sounds like a shut me up gift. Oh, here. Here. No, no, no. Um, you want to get into these church announcements, friend? Yeah, let's get a pop. Um, first, first and foremost. Um, so I the next two announcements I am like geeking over. I'm like I'm trying. The first one I'm extremely excited about. But go ahead, friend. I'm sorry. All right. Um, let me let me make sure I get the wording right on these things. You feel me? All right. The first uh, first church announcement is uh your favorite problematic podcast. Um, is officially a host for Cabin Season. Um, so Cabin Season that's coming up Martin Luther King Day weekend. Yes, it's the party next door. And so you hear us talk about this all the time. We we and we have that relationship. So we are the official hosts of the second cabin. So the second cabin is you know. It's a bunch of it's a bunch of black lit ass professional ass niggas in this motherfucking boy. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a white on this trip. Not that they're not welcome, but the criteria that <laughs> you, you gotta have be to meet, you gotta be like a verified white. You gotta yeah. be. Like, <laughs> you gotta have a blue check white. You feel right? me? You gotta like somebody like somebody you, gotta some, be. You gotta have like three references. Like somebody gotta try your mac and cheese. Like like somebody <laughs> has to have met your mother. Like. And you might have to be a stepped on white too. You might have to be stepped on white. <laughs> um, so this is bunch, definitely a black ass affair. So there's a bunch of just lit ass professionals. Um, and so they got two cabins because they literally ran out of space in cabin one. So they had to get the second and cabin. And demand that, was so overwhelming. They, kept, they had to get the second cabin to make sure everybody who wanted to go could go. So right now, as of Sunday. Sunday there's three beds left. Three. And actually, I need to check in with our good team over at Sunel, um, with Sunel and the Cabin Season team to see Aaron, if that... Drew, like, it, it was three beds left as of Sunday. And I think it might be... So that might be, like, six and people. And he hit me and asked me, like, hey, not even six people because it's a bed. So we may just have only spaces for three more people. I'm going to say six. And if you get put on the wait list, it's not my fault. Now... Everybody who's paid your deposit, that does not guarantee your spot. You need to complete that payment. Honestly, exactly. you should have had it done by the first. But hey. we understand holiday season. So by this weekend, Listen, I, trust me, that, I, pay with your own niggas. Trust me, I understand. Man, my, they took my rent check out twice. I was hurt. Oh, nigga. <laughs> nigga, I almost cried <laughs> looking at my bank account. But I was like, excuse me, motherfucker? So, yeah. So we are the official host of the second cabin for cabin season. It's we are excited. Lit. We are we are literally. There's gonna be some like confessionals involved. Gonna say, there's a confessional involved. <laughs> we just gonna. We are just, we gonna do a live episode? I don't even know because I gotta figure out how to record that shit. I gotta figure. We gotta figure out the <laughs> logistics. But either way, your favorite problematic pad, shoot your shot podcast is the official host of the cabin of cabin season. The party next door. We'll be doing the um the second cabin. So if you got the pleasure of booking with me and Calvin. Oh, we're gonna be lit. Oh. Y'all are in like y'all are in store for a start bit. hydrating now. Please. Um, second second church announcement. Um, may I? You want it? Uh, may I? Go ahead. Go ahead. So you have heard us talk about the dummy missions we have made on seventy one North to go support this one of our favorite parties. And last year, you know, we got the pleasure of participating in their festival last year. Orange Soda Fest is officially coming to Cincinnati. Excuse me, Orange Soda Fest. 
We're fucking up. <laughs> Orange Soda is officially coming to Cincinnati sometime in January. So you guys be on the lookout for that. We know the date. I don't know if we are allowed to announce uh-uh. it yet. I was we, told to shut up. Okay, so we can't announce it yet. So we know the date. Um, and just know that, like, so for all the complaints that we hear about Cincinnati Nightlife, right? Right. We hear, oh, they play the same music. Oh, they play the same shit. Oh, they do this. They do that. They just stand around. They don't, like. What I'm telling y'all is Orange Soda is not a party you want to miss. It's just not. Awesome. It's not. What I'm telling you niggas who live, don't embarrass us. If you pull up to this party and you are, and you are not having a fun time, dancing, turning the hood, don't embarrass us. Because this conversation about bringing these niggas to Cincinnati has been a while in the works. Literally. Like, this has been something that's been put on the docket for a while now. And Don't embarrass us by, come, by acting lame. Please don't come in and then be like, do the regular Cincinnati complaining shit. Come in, ready to turn up. We're excited. We've got two different... Actually, no, I heard some Cleveland guys were going to come down. Hey. Like, it's going to be a really good time. It's, and it's going it's to be something different for the city. I know we, we, we talk about the, the, the options and, and, and the repetitiveness of some of it. And that's no shade to the people who throw parties in Cincinnati. Like, But this is something that's a unique experience, and we are super excited to partner. Shout out to Burning Team. Shout out to Malcolm. Shout out to all, all of the, the team. entire Orange Soda team. We love y'all. Um, and if you never, and if you never have had this pleasure of a shout a, out to DJ Don't Fret of a Don't Fret or a Burn set, if hey. you've never had an orange soda Don't Fret set, you're hey. fucking up. Hey, you gonna you gonna enjoy don't it? Don't miss this, y'all. So the th- so the third church announcement. The third church announcement. We got a lot of church. We've been out, Listen, we've been gone for a while. R and B only is coming to three major cities. It's coming to it's in coming, Ohio. It's coming to all the seas, nigga. It's coming to Cleveland, Columbus, and Cincinnati. Cleveland. Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland. It's coming to Cleveland, Columbus, and Cincinnati. But, uh, Cleveland. Okay, so the Columbus State is February 28th. Yes. All of these tickets go on sale. Friday. So when you're listening to this, go buy tickets. But, yeah, like <laughs> click the link. We won't supply the link, but like go, it's on their page. Yeah. We ain't supplying the link till they pay us. Um, Feel me? So, but, um, go, so, so it's the Columbus State is the first day. It's on February 28th. Um, the Cincinnati Cis- and Cleveland are both in March. It's back to back days. March, I want to say March twentieth and twenty first. So yeah, I think Cincinnati is the twenty first, if I'm not mistaken. It's the twentieth. It's, it's Cincinnati first name, Cleveland. Okay. Either way. So you have three opportunities. Um, to be able to go support this, it's a lovely, wonderful time. I went in Nashville. Yeah. And I went solo dolo in Nashville because my person who was supposed to go with me backed out last minute and I already bought my tickets. So I was like, well, fuck it. Um, we live. So, and I went there solo and I came out with a whole fake girlfriend. <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you. I am bringing a date to one of these shows. For sure. I think I'm gonna bring a date to the Columbus show. And of course I'm gonna go to the Cincinnati show because my niggas. But, duh. But Columbus, actually, I'm gonna bring a date to the Columbus show. It's settled. And then Cincinnati, Probably bring a date there too. Hopefully, it's the same man. <laughs> it's two weeks apart, so we'll we'll see. Um, yeah, but I got a month. I mean, no, I'm talking about like the two dates. I'm talking about like you know. Hopefully, if you bring one to Columbus Day on the 28th, hopefully it's the same nigga. <laughs> Shit, niggas got a shelf life for two weeks. You may not know. You might. You might. But not um. Know. So, but this is not just for people who are booed up or in relationships, who who are you know. It's if you go there single. You'll you'll find somebody there. Trust me. It's possible. Friend. What, what what else we got? You know what? I did the church announcements right before before I did the question of the day. Let you know what kind of time I'm having, huh? 
All right, cool. So the question of the day today was, um, since we've been gone, if you could describe your start of 2020 with a song, what would it be? <laughs> These are funny as fuck. So yeah, your boyfriend's right. Your boyfriend's BFF said "Need It" by Masago and Ketranada. Shout out to Bandis. Right, mommy's underscore two times to tell me something good by Shaka Khan. The one true story said the box. Shout out to Roddy Rich. Shout okay. out to Roddy Rich, baby. Model photographer said "Mood" by Sir. Okay. Aspen Fuller said "Bandit" by Juice World. Rest in peace. Rest in peace to Juice World. Um, you got a couple? Yeah. Um. Uh, Sweet Lily Lee said, Anything Can Happen by St. John. <laughs> uh, uh, AWA, shout out, to, shout out to Sis. Hey, if you keep playing with us, like you're not trying to Nigga. get out. <laughs> Literally, between you and Bandits and a couple more people, we promise we're going to put y'all in the studio, okay? Now, we got a one guest a month rule, so we're going to have to figure this shit out. But yeah, you're going to stop playing like we ain't invite you. Um, Don't run from me, friend. Uh, she said, Down Bad by Dreamville. Oh, uh, girl, no. She was she was sick. She was talking. Okay, she was still sick. Okay. Uh, Shaw underscore Kennedy said, "What to do with by Travis Scott off the new Jack Boys album?" Uh, Picks not taken said, "Move, bitch!" by Ludacris. Jesus. And I, I I was like, this is so aggressive. So he he emailed me. He he hit me with some context. Like I'm just coming for everything that was owed to me. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I was just like, why? Why? Ooh, relax. Like, ooh, chat. Breezy Love XO said, "Bow wow out of my system." Yikes. B. Briscoe, shout out to Briscoe, said Heartless the weekend. <laughs> hey, you can't say you Heartless and you got somebody's lips tattooed on you. Miss Crazy Asian said Bed by Jay Holiday. <laughs> I love Jenny. I love her so much. Marky underscore EM said Dr. Bird's Griselda. Hey, that's some grimy, that's some, that's some like real hip hop shit. Shout out to, shout out to Marky. Shout out to Mark. One of my followers who's always like, I want to remain anonymous, said Love by OT Genesis. <laughs> hey, OT Genesis Loki a villain. That shit was so fucking petty. Bro, he ranked the Coles in order and put Keisha Cole behind Coleslaw. Uh... <laughs> Coleslaw's nasty though. This is Keisha Cole's better than Coleslaw. Yeah. Um, Body by Sid. There's a baby on the way. Let's get married. Red Jagged Edge was another one too. I'm not. Ain't no. Um. Uh, Prosper Jones says responsibility um, by himself. I guess he's. I gotta check that song out. Um, Carly, Carly, shout out to you. Says I'm real. I'm real. I'm really, really real. Okay. Period. Poo. <laughs> Talk your shit, Queen. Um, if I describe my start in a song, um, because I'm a little, little, little under the weather, I think it would be a, uh, a uh, good kid, Matt City. Okay. Why? Cause. It's been so I feel it's like it's a lot of like fuckery afoot. Woo. And like I'm here it's a lot of shit that like I'm being told that I can't like tell other people. Mm-hmm. It's like a and I'm just it's like there's I, so much shit going on. And it's like it's a, it's a lot of burden. You know, so it's like a burden on me because it's like, damn, like I can't sh- you told me not to share this with nobody, so I'm gonna respect that. But it's like, damn, it's some fucked up shit. And it's like, damn, he doing some fucked up shit. And it's like, damn, y'all niggas are fucking foul. What the fuck is going on? It's, in wild, and, it's wild times that we live in. And so I feel like I'm just in the eye of the storm looking around like, yo. Wild times we live in. So that's why I say good kid in Mad City. Your whole wild, whole crazy in the light, my guy. Whew. Shaky way, yes. Sick of these niggas. I have some help. Get rid of these niggas. How, what about you? Um, Friends 
by the Carters. Um, again, executive produced by Blue Ivy. It, you, you stand you a, a Capricorn queen. Listen. Um, when I reflect on my year, honestly, between my, it was my friends that got me through last year, and I will say that I was I've been screaming that from the mountaintops. It's been my friends that got me through last year. So I'm glad. What's crazy is that I ended my year with the same niggas that I started my year with, and I'm I'm thankful for that. Every single last one of y'all. Um, so friends by the Carters. Um, but on some real like personal like shit, it would probably be bow down by Beyonce. There's a lot of shit I'm coming for this year, and I know that sounds super cliche, but last year was cleaning was the cleanup, right? There's a lot of shit in my life I needed to just clean up because it was hindering me. This year we don't have that in the way, so it's Let's go. I think for myself, um, I, again, I don't, you niggas need to make more moves and less announcements. So I'm not announcing what my plans are, for real, for real. Like, nah, nah. Not, not publicly. Like, it's one of those things that I talk about with, like, Inner Circle, Inner yes. Sanctum, whatever the case may be. Because I'm not announcing it. Because it's like, I hate niggas who, like. Y'all will see it. I hate niggas who announce they move in silence. I hate it. I fucking hate it. So I'm just like, okay, cool. Like, Look at me moving in silence. Like, <laughs> But also, I don't feel like I need to do a, a full 180. First and foremost, it's a full 180, not a full 360. If it's a full 360, you're back in the same fucking spot. So for spot. me, a lot of it is this, right? I just, that was a pet peeve of mine. It's niggas like, see it, right? We see it. We know when the work is being put in. We can see it. We can feel it. I know when you niggas are working. Wonder how I know? I see you less. I hear from you less. I know when you, it's either that or seasonal depression. but <laughs> In either way, just make sure you're good. Okay. But a lot of it is like you, when you see somebody who is working, you see it on them. Like, bro, you're, you're in the middle of a transition. You're, you're glowing. You're growing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, the, you the, the work and the, the ethic and like will announce it for you. Yes. You don't need to announce it yourself. Yes. And so that's why I'm like, look, like, because especially in a city like Cincinnati, you go one weekend where you're not outside. People are like, where you, where you been? Right. So it's, Which is another reason why I want to go to brunch this weekend. It's something different. We haven't been as, like, a family. So I really want to go to brunch this weekend. Um, and so it just main, so it's mainly like that. And it's like, okay, so also I don't feel like I need to do a reconstruction. I like I like 2019 me. 2019, 2019 me was pretty solid. I just need to... You know, I, I, don't, I don't need to do a whole reconstruction. I just need to make sure that, like, certain parts are, like, retuned and refined. Sometimes you got to tweak that shit. And 2019 me was lit. 2020, Allie? Whew. Can't wait to meet that bitch. But you know what? I need to go eat. It's time. I'm hungry as shit. Yep. So um, it's your girl, Allie Nicole, signing out. It's your boy, C. Diddy. Appreciate Peace. you. Peace. Baby, I'm a I'm going to stop my spot. You caught a vibe. Shooting shots. Why not? Tell me to thank you.